0: Welcome to the choir room, there's always room for you If you're a fan of Glee Then you're a friend of me Well, hello there, welcome back the choir room. I am one of your hosts, Amon. I'm also joined by Matt. How are you?
1: I am one of your hosts, Matt. I am doing well. Amon,
0: how are you? I'm great as well. This is uh, the trio episode. I kinda wish that we had a guest so that we could have oh, a yeah. trio covering the episode, but there's there's no one else here, it's just the two of us. Just the there? two of us. <laughs> we are happy to welcome in. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs>
1: uh yeah we have so many other guests lined up though i'm, I'm excited but yeah i hadn't even thought about that that uh, this was like a trio episode but it's okay there were a couple duets in here we can just be the uh the duet of of whatever i don't know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> i related a lot to this episode because uh back in high school i mean i feel, I feel like i'm always talking about my high school musical theater experience on this podcast <laughs> but i guess if not here where else back in high school our director like she i mean she got really close with her seniors every year because you know she'd spent the past four years with them and they were about to leave or whatever but she always had like a core set of seniors that like helped her throughout like the year with the show and everything and like were on her production staff or whatever and a lot of the time it was always a trio and like everybody always wanted to really be a part of that trio. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, one of, like, the, the really, really cool seniors. And my year, I did end up getting the role of student director. And my two best friends in high school were also a part of our trio. So we, like, really, like, fleshed it out. So I really related to this episode a lot because just, like, senior year, you're, you're you know, you're the the co-captains or whatever of, of your club and you're leaving behind the legacy, all of that. I was totally in on that, on that energy this time around.
1: Yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean. Um, never really was a part of anything like that trio myself or anything. But, you know, like I, I think like the Kickline team is what comes to mind the most for me, because like I was friends with a lot of people who like a lot of the, there was a lot of crossover between uh, the theater people and uh, Kickline. Like a lot of people that were into like, uh, you know, what what they were doing on Kickline, like they brought that uh, into the shows with a lot of choreography. They were the head choreographers. But like, I don't know, there was always such a big deal about like who was the new Kickline like head whatever's um so i definitely remember that but the only thing is about that like in terms of the trio that is going to be the uh, relevant three here in the new directions for the week i don't know that they are any kind of like captains or anything like they are obviously the seniors of the club but uh it's it doesn't feel like they were by any means like the leads of the new directions so um i don't know that the episode is really trying to tell us that or anything but obviously it's uh, very focused on them
0: yeah captain might be a uh... Bit too kind of a term, but <laughs> leaders in their own right, being that it's their last year. Yeah.
1: Um, before we get into the episode, I have a question for you. Where I have I I was I was like wrestling with this for a couple of hours earlier. I'm so confused as to. Do we love season five way more than than we thought? Like, did we did we know that we were going to enjoy this season going into it? I'm just like, I was looking at our, uh, you know, the chart that we keep going during every episode and the slushy ratings have been pretty good so far, like in line with seasons like two and three of uh, like uh, of that kind of ratings. And um, I, I don't know. I was just surprised that we had been rating every episode so low. And I'm like, thinking back, I'm like, was I being too kind about this one or that one? I don't think I have been i don't know if you feel any similarly or whatever but uh i I just didn't expect the ratings to be so good for this season and uh you know there's still an entire other half of the season to come that i know that you're really into and i feel like your ratings might be as good then as they have been now
0: well i'm a kind raider in general so i think that's sort of like part of the course for me I don't know if I like, if my opinion has shifted about season five upon this rewatch too much. I think for season four it kind of did. But for this season I've always felt like it was just I'm like I'm just I'm waiting at this point. I'm waiting to get to the New York era and all of these episodes sort of seem like filler to me. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad episodes overall. But No,
1: they're not bad at all. You're we're giving them really good ratings.
0: Yeah. I was never down as down on season five as, like, the general populace is, but I'm Mm -hmm. also a better raider in general, so that's probably helping out a bit as well.
1: Yeah, and, you know, my my thing is that I look back and it's just season one, we didn't give as good of ratings as we have been, you know, in seasons since then. And I know I've, like, justified that by trying to at least convince myself. I'm like, yeah, you know, season one was really them getting their feet underneath them. It was kind of like, you know... We were still growing storylines before we could actually have, you know, like in these later seasons, you have these past relationships and all this kind of stuff that you can take all of what you already know about these people and turn it into a fun or a compelling story along the way. And that's what all the later seasons are about. But season one is still, like, that nostalgic, the start to the whole show. Like, it has that sentimental value. But And that's why it's hurting me to see, like, all of these other seasons, like, pass it in its slushy ratings. I'm like, I don't know if we just, you know, like, we pro- we probably did kind of grade on a little bit of a different scale at the time. Or, if, you know, just by grading the specific episodes, maybe that's not, like, uh, an exact indicator of how we feel about the seasons. Like, maybe the numbers aren't exactly, you know, representative of that. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's, it's strange to me looking back.
0: Yeah. I mean, season five is just an interesting animal entirely. So, it's been it's been strange going back and watching all these episodes in the context of like what I know is coming because I mean I didn't we I didn't expect the big shift after um after Glee one hundred and then all of a sudden things are so much different and the tone is so much different. And I'm like, Oh my God, I like back in on Glee and this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. Um, and I kind of just feel the same way this, this time around.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, th- I definitely am enjoying it. I just, uh, I, I think my heart is really just like making, uh, like giving me a, a pause here where it's like, uh, let's be careful to not like completely run over season one with every single season that passes it. Like if we finish this show and season one is like at the bottom of the ratings, like, I don't know how it's going to be, you know, especially lined up with season six. I don't know. Um, maybe because if we've gotten nicer as graders over time, I feel like that'll be weird. But maybe one day after we're all done, we'll go back and look at season one again at some episodes. And uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, it was on my mind today. So I thought I would bring it up to you.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> well, let's get on into this shit. Uh, we're going to open up this episode with uh, Will in the middle of a history lesson. But Emma's going to come in, bursting into the classroom like, oh, my God, Will, no, it's time. It's time. It's time. And we don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They run down the hall. They run into the faculty bathroom, and we start hearing noises. We're not the only people that hear noises. Becky also hears noises, and so she walks over to the bathroom. I don't know why. I don't know what will possess her to, to walk in there, given what she heard. But she walks over, opens the door, looks in. Scott looks inside, screams her head off, and the next thing you know, Will and uh, Emma are in sue's office <laughs> sue tells them i am disturbed on every level and becky has been scarred for life uh, the becretary is at her desk just just silent just <laughs> traumatized um sue says i am aware that the pheromones emitted from the orifices of your porous bird lady pelvis can cause an overwhelming uh condition to copulate in some emotionally stunted man children with butt chins who befriend teenagers and can't rap but why would you not wait to copulate until you return to the sickly sweet stench of your own conjugal bed <laughs> emma lets her know like look like we're we're trying to conceive <laughs> she's like oh god why and this is like the proper time like this is that like, she's been following her ovulation cycle and at this point in time it was the best time to have sex. And they did su- they did succeed in, you know, getting a proper remission <laughs> which was a little bit too much information. But they're trying to get a they're trying to get the jump on this because after a certain age, you know, it the risk of birth defects goes up. Um, one of them being Down syndrome. Which Becky's gonna ask, what the fuck is wrong with Down syndrome, bitch? <laughs> but uh yeah, they're uh they're they're trying to make a baby here. Yeah. I don't even know where to begin.
1: Um, <laughs> where do you begin to to break down what we just saw here? It's the kind of scene that I remember this happened for sure. Um, I've pushed it so far down that I've certainly not, you know, it's it's not a scene you want to remember because for all of the criticism that we give Will for this and that, uh, like he left his students in class. Emma, who also is a very good person, like, not a good person, like, I, I don't know if we've ever, like, actually analyzed her, like, teaching methods or her, you know, how she deals with the students. I think we usually have been relatively high on how she's been there for them. And even if she doesn't give the best advice at all times, people are comforted talking to her. So I think I'm generally, like, good on Emma. But the two of them, like, they are both equally guilty in this, leaving all of those children in Will's class to go to the faculty bathroom in the middle of a high school and and do what they did and get a full successful emission as she puts it, <laughs> and like not lock the door like not lock the door is I, is, is that the, like is the biggest offense the fact that they did it in the first place, leaving the kids in the classroom with no like substitute or anybody else in there. The fact that they didn't lock the door might be number one. Just what the hell just happened here? why 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 why? <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is so out of character for Emma, too. Like, the, 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 the constant worrier, like, this, like, you did this? Like, you thought it was a good idea to have sex on school grounds? I just, I'm shocked by that, but I mean... <laughs> like, I what if you is want there that to that even baby. say?
1: I mean, like, even Sue, who does some crazy shit and, like, uh, you know, Sue, who, like, <laughs> Sue would do this kind of thing, but I think... If she did, maybe the thing is that, like, nobody would ever find out about it because she wouldn't leave the door unlocked where Becky Jackson could walk in and hear them. Like, like the the noise that they were making in there, it's just all wrong. It's all, it's all wrong. I don't understand what is wrong with these two. I get what Emma's saying. Of course, like... Like, everything she's saying about, you know, uh, the the right time is valid, but that has nothing – no excuse for the fact that these two teachers uh, decided in the middle of a school workday they were going to hide over in the bathroom and, uh, you know, make it happen now. Come on. Crazy.
0: Absolute craziness. Wasn't even but, like um, a lunch break. I know, right? Like, you couldn't even – exactly. I'm <laughs> like, I mean, what, did this, what did the students do? Like, I mean, Will must be a minute man because – to leave your students in the middle of the class, like I wouldn't have done that unless I was knew I was going to be quick. So yeah, I
1: I don't I just like to have like an episode that I uh, I really do enjoy this episode for a lot of stuff that's going to happen and it. Start off like this, I was like, oh my god, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, elsewhere, uh, we're in Glee club rehearsal and Tina Sam and Blaine are giving us some destiny's child with jumpin' jumpin' bitch. I fucks with this performance. Good for them. I mean the the more that I've watched uh Glee again, I'm like, wow, there were a lot more Beyoncé songs than I gave Glee credit for. Like there aren't a lot, but there mm-hmm. are certainly more than I remember ever happening cuz I completely forgot about this number and they kill it. Oh. Oh, I did not forget about this number.
1: I have this uh, pretty high in my season five rankings. Um, it's it's really, really, really good. I uh, I I don't know that I have like that level of like uh, of like I'm not looking as deeply into I think a Destiny's Child song as you might be as somebody who you know was a really big fan of them uh, when you were growing up. But I just uh, like everything about this is a lot of fun. All three of them together. Um, I think that like. Blaine and Tina probably, like, could have done this as a, uh, a duet. I don't know. The two of their voices are the ones that stood out the most to me. But either way, um, the, you know, a little bit of light choreography going on. They're in the hallway. They turn it into a fun scene with, like, everybody uh, having having a good time in the hallway. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really – I really think I have a whole lot to say other than, the, like, this is a really good uh, first number of the episode.
0: Yeah. Um, they're talking about how, you know, it's their senior year, and they just wanted to get a little senior magic going on. And, um, and they don't have a lot of time left together, so they wanted to just celebrate, you know, their 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 friendship. And Artie's gonna try and get on this get in on this here, but Blaine is gonna push him away and say, No, 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 no. You had your turn. Which I'm like, why are they doing this? Like for the soul for the sole fact of like having a trio be the theme this week, like you're just gonna <laughs> exclude Artie. It's insane but okay i guess what does that
1: mean he had his turn because him and tina like hugged last episode and tina pushed uh, him
0: out of the fucking wheelchair the last time right does that really count (laughs)
1: like and he's like being friendly enough to come over and give them all a hug and you know they're all seniors together and they just push him away i was like holy crap like blaine blaine was the one who pushed him away right i was like you are Mm -hmm. out of contention for the star right away right no poor Artie.
0: no well whatever He's got, I mean, he's, yeah, got, yeah.
1: he's got his girlfriend on the other side of the room, so it's not like he'll be completely alone. But, like, all of his friends that he's been with for how long now are, like, pushing him out of a, out of a simple hug. They, they didn't let him in the performance, and now, I, I don't know, just mean.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Shu is going to mention uh, pretty much what I just spoke about in that, you know, it's, it's the last year. And, you know, you really got to start holding on to these memories because you're never going to be able to relive this time. And, of course, Tina starts to cry once again because Tina... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and you see Blaine and Sam like desperately trying to stop her because they know how this goes and once she gets started she's not able to stop. They're like, "No, Tina, Tina, no, 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 no." Uh but they are not very successful and Tina lets the water's uh lets the water work water work f- whatever fly. Uh and it just turns
0: into uh, uh it's going to happen a couple times in this episode. I mean, Tina is definitely me cuz I was my senior year I couldn't keep it together either. It was a mess. So I get it. I Mm got you, girl. Um, Over in New York, Rachel is about to rehearse the entire score of Funny Girl um, when Elliot is going to appear with her dry cleaning. So since she has left the apartment, she has now moved in with Elliot. Elliot so graciously allowed her to stay with him um, to the point where she is even sleeping on his bed. He's sleeping on the couch. He's picking up her dry cleaning. He's getting her tea. She has become, like, or he has become, like, her new best gay, as she'll put it, which uh, Elliot actually hates. He's like, please don't call me that. I just, I don't like that name at all. She's like, why? It's so funny, which is, like, peak white girl response. (laughs) Yeah, so she is completely taking advantage of him because she's being the diva that she always has been. It's just exacerbated by the fact that she feels like she's been betrayed by her friends and running Elliot ragged and to the point where she's even asking him to rehearse with her and sing all of the chorus parts of Funny Girl like as if he would know all that shit. Uh, but she's, he's like, you know what? I feel like we'd be better off singing something a little bit more rock and roll. So how about we do that instead? Um, and they're going to go into this performance of Barracuda, which Adam Lambert... I mean, this is just an excuse to have Adam Lambert sing. Um, yeah. This is a shoehorned song, but he sounds so good on it, so I'm fine with it. <laughs>
1: absolutely a shoehorned song and it was like this song I have no notes on this song at all and I have notes on like every song but I think it's just because as you said it was so shoehorned in there like there was no reason to this number it wasn't a song where you had like things like interspliced inside where you're seeing like different things happening or whatever it was truly just an excuse to have Lee and Michelle and Adam Lambert perform a song together and that's that's fine I was totally fine with it I just had nothing to say but uh, yeah really solid performance between these two obvious uh, really strong performers so uh, it, it was a lot lot of fun to uh you know we have adam lambert here let's see what he can do he had a number with kurt in the last episode and uh let's give him a full number with uh with rachel here i think uh it, it was really
0: good <laughs> Those vocals thank you you know i've been practicing that was the one song on guitar hero that i like had to master before i could move on to anything else it was the only song that i knew <laughs> the game so oh guitar hero i missed that game that was, that was a yeah, fun ass game
1: though. yeah it was fun i uh i really only ended up playing it at like my cousin's house but it was fun at those times garage a video <laughs> garage, band. <laughs> garage band <laughs> i was about to call that game Garage band. <laughs> guitar <laughs> hero i'm gonna stop talking
0: <laughs> <laughs> same difference who cares um Back at McKinley, Blaine and Sam are trying on their cap and gowns for graduation, just to see how they look and everything. Uh, They're coming to the realization, like once they put them on, like holy shit, this is actually happening. Like we're we're about to be done. This is this is it. And now that I'm like now that I'm now that we're talking about this, I'm really beginning to understand that this is a bit of a farewell episode for, (laughs) well, at least for Tina, because small spoiler, Tina doesn't really finish out the season like some of her classmates do. Um, So I I guess that's like the whole point of this episode, I guess, is sort of like to flesh out that character for them. And the same thing for like the Nationals episode. It's like to say goodbye to the kids, um, which I didn't see see coming at the first at first. But yeah, Um, they're trying it on. Tina's going to come inside. And once again, the waterworks start because this is this is the end. This is it, bitch. This is it. Sam and Blaine are trying to calm her down. They're like, look, like we're still going to have so much, you know, it's not necessarily goodbye, where you know we're still going to have each other in our lives but Tina's like no like you you leave high school is like the glue that keeps high school relationships together once you leave you know yeah you can kind of keep in touch but it's harder to you get lazy and the next thing you know like you go months or years without speaking to your friends like I don't speak to Rachel anymore like you used to be really close with Mike And do you even talk to them anymore, Sam? And Sam's like, I can't remember the last time I spoke to them. So things change. Like, your life gets busy. You know, you get other priorities, and you build other friendships. And then these friendships, yeah, they'll always be there for you, but it's never going to be the same. And Tina's, like, really in tune with that. But, I mean, Blaine and Sam are trying to cheer her up, and they're like, look, it's easier to stay in touch nowadays because of, you know, Facebook and everything. And Sam is like, look, I will promise you that I will send a vine to you of me doing an impression. Every week, and you can send me a uh vine a of you soaping up your boobs, I'm like, "Where the fuck did that
1: come from <laughs> like Sam's teen hormones kicking in and uh, obviously it ter- it's very flattering for Tina who is uh, gonna take it as a victory. She's like three years together and he finally notices my boobs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so even though Blaine thought that was inappropriate, Tina was uh, happy with the comment. But yeah Tina's uh, Tina's onto something here you know she's not uh, she's she's a smart girl she was almost valedictorian so she is not wrong mm-hmm. in any way. That high school, you know, being there is, is the glue that keeps you together. It's uh, it's really hard uh, to maintain a lot of those friendships after you graduate. I know a lot of people do. I know that you specifically have a couple of friends from high school that you still are uh, really close with to this day. Personally, I, I have none. Um, I have a couple of people that I like am in social media contact with where, you know, you like each other's posts and whatever, and I still haven't unfollowed everybody on everything because there's a couple people that, you know, I still care about. I still am happy to see their stuff and see them doing well and all that kind of stuff. But uh, in terms of talking to, that's not that's not how, you know, I don't have that with anybody that I went to school with. Um, everybody that I was friends with was either uh, older or younger than me, so nobody in my class, that's for sure. I'm, I've am i gotten rid of, like, most of my high school class off of my Facebook page by now, but yeah, uh, this is, you know, somebody, uh, Tina, obviously, who does have friends that she wants to, like, really make sure that they stay in contact with, and even though I did have friends that I felt super close to at the time, I feel like this bond that all of these kids have is way stronger than, than that. Uh, it's, you know, they've been through so much together, this is you know they spend every minute of every day with each other for all these years, and uh, you know, there's been drama, but at the end of the day, it seems like this has been, you know, some relationships between them that have really been strong. So, yeah, Tina is uh, is gonna be the representative in this episode of really, really like upset to say goodbye because we saw some of that at the end of season three, but it was really just like. The seniors as a whole. So it was like a whole graduating class that was moving on in the same direction together. Uh, they were all mo- moving towards like the next phase in their lives. But here, we only have four graduates, really. Uh, you know, we had Brittany. Brittany already left. And right now, we're focusing on, uh, in on these three. I guess already, you know, gets the episode off for the most part. But we're really kind of focusing in on, like, specific relationships and how hard it is to leave the high school, especially considering as season five goes on. And we might not be at McKinley as much at all. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's there's a lot that they're putting on Tina's shoulders here to, like, represent, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's hard. It's It's hard. Like you know getting rid of those or not getting rid of them but like having to say goodbye to some of these <laughs> friendships because you know like it's just not gonna i mean you couldn't tell me that i wasn't going to be like friends forever with a lot of the people that i met in high school and that is just not the case to this day like i, I still certainly do have like the closest friends that i made we're still in contact with each other like we have a, a group text and we're you know texting back and forth every day and everything but it's still different you know what i mean i don't see them all the time like i, I don't live in pittsburgh anymore so it's 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 you know you have to make the effort um, but I mean, I feel like I mean I agree with Blaine in that if you, as long as you make the effort, yeah, you can you can still maintain that closeness. And some of the friendships that you make, they'll they'll be the type where even if you go a whole year without speaking, the minute you see each other, it's like nothing ever happened. And those are, those are gold, and those don't have to go away. You know what I mean? So just,
1: yeah, just like Sam's dad's best friends. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: yep. So Blaine is like, you know what? How about we do a senior lock-in? I am class president so i'll try and pull some swing with uh principal sylvester and we'll see if we can get that going and we'll do a senior lock-in overnight and when we we'll get all fun and everything and we'll just we'll have a great time and tina and uh sam are really really excited about this idea so
1: i would love to do that yeah that's know, yeah, that right? sounds like a lot of fun
0: i know i know i'm kind of pissed that we didn't do shit like that
1: yeah. Like I said, though, like I wasn't friends with the senior. So if it was like a senior event, I would have probably not even been participating because uh, I would, you know, like if my friends were older, younger, uh, whatever. But uh, if I had friends that were in my grade and uh, we Wait, were. You didn't have any friends in your grade? Um, I would say like one. And it wasn't even like a close friend.
0: What? Was, like, How is that possible?
1: Literally nobody. Everybody that I was good friends with was either a year younger or one to two years older.
0: So that's so interesting. So you just like didn't talk to anybody in your classes.
1: Um, no, I had like people that I was like, you know, friendly with, but not a single person that I would like hang out outside of school with. Not a single person in my in my grade was an out of school friend. Unless it was like by association, like if you know they were friends with people that I was friends with as well, and you know, we would, we would, you know, it was, especially being like the theater group, like you, you would have a lot of people that you'd like get together and everybody was there, but like my core was never anybody in my grade.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm hmm.
0: I couldn't imagine that. I really didn't like anybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> just matches it, and then like, fuck off, don't talk to me. <laughs> like everybody sucked. Wait really for did. like I'm waiting for the next class. Wait for I'm waiting for the class of 2013 to get up in here. I'll talk to. They
1: really people. really sucked. And like ask ask like the one or two friends that I did have in my grade at the time. Like the like I'm saying like they weren't out of school friends, but we were still like you know we kind of leaned on each other for whatever it was. Uh, they would fully agree that everybody sucked. It was just not not a fun <laughs> group of people. Class of
0: 2012. Uh... My class was like the I don't give a fuck class because I mean I've I've told you the story before about like how we were supposed to go to one school then that school got closed down we got put in the basement of another school like our school our class was just like we just felt like our high school experience was always just tainted so like from from the from jump we were just like fuck everybody else like we just mm-hmm. we kind of stuck to ourselves well I didn't I had friends amongst all the grade levels but and being a musical really helped that out as well but yeah like our class was like really just like we did not give a shit we didn't like have traditions we didn't like do senior pranks we we just wanted to get the fuck out of there because we just felt like we were shat on and everybody else loved class of 2013 like they were just like that was like the best class Mm. we don't even we don't even accept class of 2012 it's like the first graduating class of obama academy fuck them it's class of 2013 and i'm like fuck y'all fuck y'all too this is why we don't don't go to obama academy yep I think we we, we were almost the first school in the country to name um, ourselves after President Obama. But I think we were I think we're the second. I think some school in like California or some shit did it first. We were pissed off. But, yeah, I'm pissed off that I'm
1: not going there or that I didn't (laughs) go there
0: out here. First graduating class, bitch. Obama Academy of International Studies, six through 12. Our colors were purple, silver and black. And uh, our mascot was the Eagles. Oh, too Eagle bad, uh,
1: teachers hated your class.
0: <laughs> it wasn't so much the teachers. It was just like the school in general, like was just like much more enamored with the class of 2013 because they just. Oh, they were you know, just one year younger and cuter. They were just like fresher faced and like bushy tailed and whatever the fuck. We were jaded. We were pissed. They put us in a basement for our fucking senior year in the basement of a middle school. We were pissed freshman hey, uh, year, rather. The, like we the class
1: of 2020 is out here. Like, at least you got to finish your senior year.
0: <laughs> That's true. That is very true.
1: They, uh, they went on vacation in March and never went back.
0: I oh, know. They didn't even get a prom. That really sucks. Barely got a graduation. No. Oh, well. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> over in the teacher's lounge, uh, Emma's going to come in and tell Will, look, like, I'm not pregnant. Sadly, I took the test and it, it came out negative. And Will's like, it's okay. It's okay. But look, I was reading up on some things. Apparently 15 to 20% of all couples like, have troubles getting uh, pregnant within the first year. So it's going to be fine. But no need to worry. I got, appointment. Uh, got us an appointment with a fertility doctor on the 15th. So we'll be able to make this out. Like It's going it's to be fine. We'll figure this out together. And Emma looks just really, really uncomfortable this whole time as uh, Will is talking. And she's like, you know what? Okay, I got to go. She leaves and both beast and sue were going to tell well like look maybe if you want to get somebody pregnant maybe you don't want to bombard them with a bunch of pregnancy th- statistics about how hard it actually is and beast is going to give him the ultimate advice of just being like you know what if you want to if you want to get pregnant like you're just going to have to like just let it happen like don't try and focus too much on it you got to relax you got to just have some fun while you're doing it like just <laughs> literally have fun while you're doing it and just like relax it'll happen as it happened like don't put too much pressure on yourself because if you put too much pressure and anxiety on somebody who already has anxiety to begin with you're not like it's, it's just not good she's just gonna snatch up so <laughs> relax what will be will be and just let it happen
1: mm-hmm. yeah if, I've, if only she could get this point out without sue like yelling at her every five seconds when she opens her mouth She's, like, uh, trying to, you know, make uh, make points and agree with what Sue is saying. And Sue is just, like, beating her down, like, oh, stop agreeing with me. You have no idea what you're talking about. Like, uh, you're never going to give birth. I'm like, "Geez, you are vicious. Uh, so messed up. But, yeah, she just wanted to use it as an opportunity to brag about her life or sex life with Michael Bolton. Uh, remember when Sue had a baby? Remember that baby that doesn't. I know. Where the you know, fuck
0: that... is Robin? Can Robin's... we put out a fucking Amber Alert? Where is that? Where is the child? Where is she?
1: Yeah, Last scene being babysat by either Becky or Kitty uh, until both of them got busy. You know, Becky bringing a gun to school, Artie uh, taking Kitty's attention away from the baby. So have no idea who I uh, like was Bree babysitting Robin. And now uh, maybe that's where Bree went to permanently become the babysitter. I have no idea. Uh, but the baby's somewhere. Also, I uh, love the way that uh, Coach Beast has always, I think, called Will Pumpkin, not Pumpkin, like Pumpkin. Mm hmm pumpkin pumpkin, steak. doesn't matter you can do it pumpkin
0: <laughs> i want to get called by pumpkin by beast
1: i just want to i just want to I, I don't know I, I wish i had a coach beast me too the uh the gym teachers at my school were some
0: of the worst people you could ever imagine it was just ugh, ugh, ugh. I, I, my gym teacher's name in elementary them. school which i thought was always so apropos her name was miss braun b-r-a-u-n i was like I, I didn't get it as a kid, but, like, yeah. I would, like, tell that to my dad, and he would always crack up, and I'd be like, I don't get it. And now, as a, an adult with a wider vocabulary, I'm like, holy shit, how perfect was that? How that's funny. was that?
1: Well, this coach is Coach Beast, so I think it's a pretty similar mm-hmm. exactly. type of thing. Uh, but, yeah, this scene is, uh, just, like, imagine you were walking by the classroom, like, where's Becky right now? To, like, walk by and just overhear this conversation between, like, four teachers or three teachers about, like, how to get someone knocked up. <laughs> Like, is that what happened in the teacher's lounge? Because we we, we would know. I was never in
0: there, you know. Was- I mean, look, I have recently unearthed a memory of actually seeing a 40-ounce in the teacher's lounge in elementary school. So shit goes down in there, okay? It was a whole 40-ounce of beer. I saw it. I know what it is. I know what I saw. And that was in elementary school. So the teacher's lounge, looked. Yeah. Uh,
1: I just always like in my head when I saw the teacher's lounge, it was just always this room that teachers would go sit at. They would sit by themselves. They wouldn't talk to each other. They would sit down, open up their lunchbox, pull out an apple and maybe sit on their phone the whole time before going back to their classroom.
0: They never looked comforting either. Like teacher's lounge has always looked so like austere and like. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they, it was not. They really not gave much like get back to work energy. Like, yeah, it wasn't that a lounge if I It was like name. here's a room
1: where you can go get some privacy uh you know i guess uh just uh, just eat your apple and then go back
0: i don't know everybody have you apple, seen that tiktok you. that went viral like last month it's this girl pretending to be a teacher as she's eating her lunch yes <laughs> she's like i know you need yes. help i know you need help just not right now not right I now, see, now i see i <laughs> see
1: all of her tiktoks i think she pretends to be like a guidance counselor and she just sits there like munching on her salad while she talks to the kids all day long <laughs>
0: People are all up in the comments. Like, they used, like, teachers made, like, they, whatever they were eating, they made it look so good. And I was like, yes, they really did. Because we would be sitting here with the same old crusty, dusty pizza every fucking day. <laughs> yet these teachers would have, like, these fucking gourmet dishes. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I used to be, uh I used to be so and jealous. And, like, they wouldn't they
1: wouldn't go to the teacher's lounge. They would always just be sitting there in the middle of the class, like, munching away, like. At their desk. Death- <laughs> you're like, all right, I'm just going to go pick up my cookie from the store window. (laughs) Right?
0: Or the teachers that had, like, stashes of, like, candy or whatever. Like, oh, man. Like, food was such a motivator when you were young. It really was. (laughs) You would think that I was being starved at home. (laughs) But, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, As the day goes on, Sue is going to get on the uh, PA system and say, attention, McKinley students. I have just been informed that the McKinley High Student Council has voted to approve... The first annual senior lock-in this weekend. Everybody in the hallway cheers, and I regret to inform you that I am canceling this event due to budget cuts, safety concerns, and oh, uh, I don't know. Let's say Obamacare. <laughs> so, Cena once again cries down to the floor.
1: Blaney Sobbing. Days, Blaney Days, where are you, Blaney Days? I miss you. I need you, Blaney Days. No, she didn't say that. But uh yeah, uh shout out to Jenna Oshkowitz for some <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> dramatic performances that she she puts on every time she starts to cry. It's just the face drops, the like <laughs> You you can see it. It's literally like I got a if you've ever seen of
0: her face. I'm going to you.
1: If you have ever seen like a like a literal child, a literal baby, when you see that face when they break and they're about to start hysterically crying and you know that it's coming, like. Jenna Ushkowitz takes that energy and puts it into Tina for this episode. Just the second that something happens, like someone pinches you as as a baby, and all of a sudden you're uh, you know a mess, and she falls to the floor, and yeah, that's when the boys come up and find her, and they uh, you know are going to try to make her feel better again. But uh, no, once once oh, Tina slips into canceled. this, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's, hard it d- it's hard to our it would have been our first around. lock-in, Blaine, but it would have been our last lock-in, Blaine, and now we don't have that at all. Every day that passes is another day closer to never seeing each other ever again.
1: Blainey days.
0: But uh, Sam and Blaine cannot be perturbed. They're like, you know what? Well, fuck it. If they're going to cancel the lock-in, how about we just do our own lock-in? We'll climb in through the uh, choir room windows. We'll leave one unlocked and no one will ever notice. And it'll we'll just be the three of us all night long.
1: Yep, and uh, by the way, Tina, your boobs look great. Are they getting bigger?
0: <laughs> they are really laying this on thick with Sam. Like, I mean, I guess it makes sense towards the like ultimately what's going to happen, but I'm just like, damn, like, damn. I mean, what happened to me? Like, <laughs> like it's
1: it's literally the only way that that you can make Tina feel better. Like, look at everything else that they tried. Uh, nothing worked. But he was like, "Oh, Tina, your boobs look great," and she was
0: like, "Oh my god, I'm, thank you,
1: thank you. Whew, I'm
0: good. Mess, mess." Back in New York, uh, Santana is struggling trying to put a uh, track in her hair. She has completely taken over Rachel's room. It has gone from—I don't even know what Rachel's room looked like, but I know that it's a stark contrast to what it is now. It's like Sapphic lesbian goth choir queen. Like she even has a Yeezus that of poster of herself on the wall. Yes. But yeah, uh, Elliot's going to walk in. She thinks that it's uh, Lady Hummel, but it's Elliot. And she's like, oh, great. Like, now you can you can help me, like, uh, with my hair or whatever. And Elliot's like, yeah, actually, I'm just here to pick up some things for Rachel. She left them over. And Santana's like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what? How could you do this to me? Like, how are you, how are you hanging out with her right now? And Elliot's like, well, I don't really know you like that. So it's not like we're that close. And I'm really not trying to be involved in any of this drama. Like, I'm just trying to help a friend out. Like, she had nowhere to go. Like, I'm letting her move in with me. And Zedana's, so like, trying to clue him in. Like, look, like, it's Rachel. Like, she is... She's she's crazy. Like, the minute that she wants the same thing that she wants, that's when shit hits the fan, okay? Like, she's uh, she's a, she's a disaster. She's horribly selfish. She's rude. She's crass. She's all these things. And I just can't believe that she would even try and and befriend her like this um Santana was putting the weave in her hair because she's trying to like uh wear some really really sexy rehearsal clothes have really really big hair at rehearsal to uh intimidate Rachel and to just always just remind her like you know you used to be a little butterball in high school and once a fatty always a fatty so she's really doing the most to make Rachel as uncomfortable as possible to force her into dropping out of the show yeah she was she gonna
1: didn't. sneak into the theater and put up uh, yearbook photos everywhere to show <laughs> not only Rachel but show everybody that works there uh, you know in, in the set in rehearsal everywhere uh, that uh, what Rachel looked like in high school and uh, just try to psych her out and break her down from there and uh, yeah uh, Elliot calls her out and he's like this is so high school and she's like yeah life is all so high school with bigger stakes uh, you mm-hmm. don't know Rachel the way that we all do like you said she she has to like Like, implore to him that, like, it is all uh, like you seem to be good friends with her now. I'm glad uh, to see it. But once things get worse, and like she, like you said, like, once. You want something that she has or whatever it is. Like, she's going to not let, you know, it, it's not going to fly. You uh, you see how things are playing out here. It's nothing new. This is how things always are with Rachel Berry. So, uh, I don't really know why you're befriending her, but you probably shouldn't. Uh, and she, like you said, calls it a betrayal. So, uh, he's like, what are you talking about? Like, how am I betraying you? I literally just met you.
0: Yeah. Um. Elliot like, says, look, she needed a place to stay and I needed the money. So, and uh, Santana's like, oh, you need money? All right, well, maybe Auntie Snicks maybe would help out with that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think that that plot point ever gets developed any further, actually.
1: It, it was just, seems like just a uh, passing idea that could have uh, turned into something. I think it gets talked about later in the episode, maybe quickly, but yeah. Um, I just wanted to say I love that uh, Snicks turned into like a real-life nickname for Naya because <laughs> I know that uh, Kevin McHale like definitely would call her that like he would you know refer to her as uh his snicks mm-hmm. so i don't know if that started out i have to imagine that's where this all started uh from her character having this nickname but i just uh, love that that kind of worked its way into
0: real life yeah it's cute over at mckinley uh it's the return of the Nightbird as they have snuck in they left the choir room door open or window open uh they all graciously fall into the room uh, and the first annual and only annual McKinley High Senior Lock in is a go. And we're gonna get a performance of Don't You Forget About Me.
1: Don't you forget about me. Don't don't
0: don't Um This song always makes me feel so nostalgic for a time that I never even lived through. I feel like this song came right? out before I was even born.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously this is all breakfast cluby and uh that's you know what the song is uh, from or whatever but like it does really kind of make you feel like uh, like you are trying to unlock some memories that don't exist I feel that uh, for sure but yeah, uh, Nightbird has made his return, and uh, Blaine is like, Yeah, just, you know, wanted to try it on for one last time. So I really did not remember how much Nightbird existed in the Glee Universe. I, I thought it was like a one episode thing, honestly, if you would ask me uh, before this rewatch. But no, he makes his appearance a couple different times uh, that Blaine is just all in on this character. And yeah, uh, this number is, uh, if you call it a number, it's really more of just like a montage with uh, this playing in the background as they're, you know, doing some chair racing down the hallway with the fire They sneak into Sue's office and uh, they're doing that mouth thing where they're all laying on Sue's desk and, you know, they draw a face on their chin while they're they're singing the song, which is uh, fun at at moments. You know, definitely. uh, I thought it was cute. Um, Then they go over to Emma's office and they're stealing some of her pamphlets and uh, they also take some of the condoms out of her bowl. So they're really going all in on this uh, on this. Ditch, not ditch, uh, lock in. Uh, They they end up in Cheerios uniforms at one point, roller skating around the (laughs) teacher's lounge. Uh, I guess there weren't enough of the boy Cheerio uniforms because Sam ended up in one of the uh, the girls ones. Um, And yeah, at the end of the song, Blaine puts his fist in the air at the, uh, of course, mimicking the breakfast club. And uh, it seems to be all going so well. They're all having such a good
0: time. I'm enjoying the number. But then all of a sudden, uh, things are going to turn for them busted bitches becky jackson is in the building your fat asses are mine <laughs>
1: is that what she said I, cuz I, I didn't know if she said fat fat asses or bad asses
0: but she said fat asses <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was like either ones i don't i don't know uh, all right your fat asses are all mine
0: she uh, wants in. She wants to have a party with them. She wants to be included. She's brought an entire duffel bag of 11 hour energies. Um, she's like, they're like, how did you get in here? She's like, I climbed through the window, bitch. Like, the same one that you left open. You left it open. <laughs> and she's like, I want to play Twister. Uh, let's play together. The first person who loses, they have to drink an entire 11 hour energy, and they're like, Becky, will die. And she's like, if you guys don't fucking play with me, I'm calling the cops. So you either get down or you lie down.
1: <laughs> so,
0: they are uh, being held hostage, essentially. They're going to start playing here. Sam and Tina are going to go off somewhere, and it's just Becky and Blaine playing. Obviously, Blaine keeps losing. Um, and he's wondering, it's like, where is, where are Sam and Tina? They've been gone for a long time. And Becky couldn't care less. She's like, I don't know. Like, fuck them. And, she's, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go see if I can find them. She's like, okay, I'll be here waiting. And I'm like, Becky, he's gay. She <laughs>
1: like, is, she is like drunk out of her mind off of these energy drinks. Like, I don't know if they have alcohol in them. I don't think they do. I don't think that's how energy no. drinks work. But like, look at her. Like <laughs> she, she slipped all, something she else down in there. That, that, that must be it.
0: I want to go to a Becky Jackson party. I mean, like she convinced them to play strip. She like was playing strip poker with Puckerman last se- or two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Now she's got them all playing Twister. Like I'm trying to be at a house party with Becky Jackson, but as long as she keeps the guns only at thing home. It,
1: yeah, like she'll keep the guns at home. But like the hands are gonna come wandering to places. So as long as you're down <laughs> for a good time,
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a. That's a good there's, there's
1: no getting around it. I mean, if you want to party with Becky, you're partying with Becky all night long
0: i still feel like it'll be a good time i'll make sure he's the <laughs> only one there that way i won't be the one like i she'll i'll distract you with somebody else and
1: amon stop everyone. looking at my boobs Ugh. <laughs>
0: it's like i'm not looking
1: at your boobs becky <laughs> gay amon jesus
0: i don't even know what you would call me it'd be something really hurtful but so funny would. <laughs> like, you can just feel that i don't know what it is um, but i'm already offended <laughs> but yeah, uh Blaine is gonna go off to look for them and he finds them in one of the classrooms, sucking face. Like and he is sucking just face. Disgusted. He's like, Sam, like what about Nurse Penny? How could you do this to her? And Tina, like, uh, oh, you're you're just Tina. Like, what the fuck? Like, how could you guys... <laughs> this is supposed to be our moment together. This is supposed to be about our time as a trio, as friends. And, like, you guys are ruining it. Like, you guys are... Like, what is this? Like, oh! He is just, like... J- he just can't even take it. And, like, we're sorry. Like, it was the, it was the energy drinks they just got to us. Like, I don't... Like, it's, I'm sorry. Like, we, we just sort of wanted to explore the possibility. We were just kind of, like feeling, it, like, feeling each other out. Like, it's just a one-time thing. It's just fine. Like, I'm sorry. But Blaine just can't handle it. He is going to... <laughs> Run away! <laughs> yeah,
1: in this dramatic ass fashion down the hallway, Blaine runs like like a crazy man. Uh, he just like he says to them, you know, I we wanted to all be together. This was our thing, the three of us. This was supposed to be our fun time together. Uh, and now you two are ruining everything. You guys suck. Like Tina, what are you doing? You're Tina. You can't be making out with someone. You're Tina. I'm like, what does that even mean? Um, and then yeah, uh, I mean, I think. Like, what, what do we think it is? Is he genuinely feeling the left out uh, way that he seems to be? Or is it just uh, watching somebody else make out with Sam when it's not him?
0: Hmm. I don't know. Probably a little bit of both. I didn't even, I didn't even really think about the Sam thing. I mean, he is engaged now. So obviously, like, he knows it's never going to happen. But does that eh, crush I ever think... really go, does that crush ever really go away fully? It doesn't go away.
1: If the opportunity presented itself engaged or not, I think he's making out with Sam.
0: No, no, he would never do that to Kurt again. He would never do that. I plant my flag. I think he would. Well, you know what? You might be right. right. <laughs> I think I think he would. Blaine's that's a little bitch, that's, so.
1: Yeah, like, I, I don't think he would feel good about it. But if uh, Sam was, if the two of them were out at a party having a good time, Sam got a couple drinks in him, and he was like, you know what, Blaine, I'm down. And Blaine would be like, all right, I'll tell Kurt later. But I have to do
0: it. <laughs> well, the question is, would Kurt, like, like let him pass for that like it was just like a quick i don't make-out know yeah kurt i can see i can see one. him
1: being okay with it uh if blaine was like absolutely up front with it being like you know like sam agreed to make out with me at a party uh, i feel like maybe he'd be like oh wow that's pretty cool actually because does, it doesn't mean uh, Kurt anything.
0: doesn't know about sam does he i don't think we've ever had a conversation between blaine and kurt about how blaine had like a whole thing for sam
1: yeah, no, I don't think so. That's uh, a good point. I think they are just kind of brushing it under the rug. I mean, it's that was more about Blaine and Sam, and, uh, you know, the the talks that we get between Kurt and Blaine have been very minimal uh, over these past two seasons, and, you know, that'll change in a little bit once uh, graduation comes, but for now, yeah, it really, uh, they haven't had much time to talk.
0: Yeah, interesting.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it does come up, though, because, you know, Sam will uh, kind of still be around as Blaine and Kurt spend more time together, so... I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess we'll find out. I'm yes. so excited for Let's the go. NY era. I can't wait. Ah! All right. Um. <laughs> uh. Over in the uh, Schuster residence, uh, Will is beginning to paint uh, the craft room. Emma's gonna walk in and be like, "Wait, wait, what are you doing? What, like, what, what the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "I'm putting together the nursery," and she's like, "Before a baby's even like conceived yet, you know that's bad luck, right?" And Will's like, "You know, you're, you're." You're worrying a little bit too much. And she's like, you're, you're just not figuring that out? Like, hello? And he's basically just trying to reassure her and be like, look, all the doctors uh, said that everything was fine. I'm just trying to take things a little slow, take things a little easy. You know, I'm just, all I'm doing is painting the wall. It's not that big of a deal. I'm just ready to, like, make a baby with the girl of my dreams. Um, To which Emma thinks, yeah, the girl of your dreams probably had a more fertile womb, probably. But he's like, look, look, relax. We just need to relax and enjoy this. We're so afraid of letting each other down that all there is is just like fear. And we don't want to bring a baby into that kind of space. You know what I mean? We need to have like a positive energy surrounding us. And I love you so much. So let's just enjoy the fact that we finally found our one and only true loves and see what magic little uh, spirit comes along to join us for the ride. And so they uh, start painting the room together and what's the song that they in here? Uh, Danny's song.
1: Yes. Yeah. They go into a, a very cute little performance of uh, of Danny's song, which I don't even know who it's uh, It's from Loggins and Messina. I've never heard Kenny of anything. like. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, the, I know the song from Glee. I've never heard it anywhere else, but um, I think it's a, a, a good pick. It's not a song that I've, like I said, that I've heard before, but it, it fits what they're, uh, what they're doing, what they're talking about here. And, you know, he's like, just is really trying little, to calm her uh, down.
0: Is there a little uh, foreshadowing here, like Danny's song? Is that what they're going to name the baby if it's a boy? Is it? I don't know. I literally can't remember what... What I mean, because we know that the... Soft, spoiler. sorry, guys. The baby actually does get... Well, you guys know that because you watched the episode. Yeah, so. that's in this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it for a second. I literally don't remember what the baby's name is, though, so...
1: I don't remember what the baby's name is. I don't remember what the, what the gender is either. So uh, we can keep that all a mystery until when the time comes. Um, if you remember, don't say it because I don't remember. But uh, not that it makes a difference at all. But uh, yeah, uh, as, as the song is going on, the two of them are just you know painting and she's taking another pregnancy test. And uh, it seems like that one is the same result as the first one. But he comes into <laughs> the room. Maybe after I paint, I'll get pregnant. <laughs> the way that <laughs> this was shot
0: was just so fucking weird. <laughs>
1: He comes in there, he's trying to calm her down still by continuing to sing for her, you know, makes her some dinner, pick out a movie, and the two of them are just relaxing and enjoying the sweet sounds of Will's voice as eventually they go off to bed and Emma in her uh, silky yellow nightgown and Will in his uh, gray t-shirt get into bed and they're like... uh, something's about to happen again, but they haven't really had much luck. So, you know, that, uh, you know, it's, it's very silly and corny the way that this whole scene goes down, but obviously, you know, this is a, uh, a real issue for a lot of couples, whether, you know, I don't know if you'd call it an issue, but it's a real, uh, thing that a lot of couples go through of just, you know, trying over and over again, you know, you don't always get it on the first time. Uh, some couples have a hard time getting pregnant at all. So it's a very valid problem and concern to have to be worrying that you know it hasn't happened yet and we've tried so much like is it never going to happen but you know they got some good advice from their friends or at least will did to you know just relax and keep you know just keep going keep everybody calm and feeling good and you know when uh, when you you know kind of bring everybody's like anxiety down a little bit maybe you guys, maybe you can get somewhere else but right now you guys are all worked up about it and uh, that's not helping anything so um danny's song is here to
0: save the day <laughs> That dress that Emma wears to bed is just like, ugh, girl, come on, really? Like, how can you use that <laughs> thing? It just feels like we get caught up in all the sheets and shit. That thing looks annoying as fuck. I would not get in the bed with you with that on.
1: You get caught on, like, one corner, and it, like, rips the whole thing. Mm-mm, mm-mm,
0: no. But maybe that's me. the point. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, maybe, that, maybe that's why you're not getting... No, I shouldn't make pregnancy jokes, never mind. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was about to get really, really inappropriate. Back... In NYC, Elliot is there trying to, like, explain to both Santana and Rachel, who are still, once again, at each other's throats, that he is not trying to choose any any sides. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, girls, I'm not trying to be in this drama. Rachel is like, I cannot have, like, I gave you Kurt, Santana. I gave you the apartment. You cannot take my, my new best gay from me as well. Uh, Elliot's like, once again, I don't like that term like that's really fucking annoying rachel was late first of all and their boss is going to come over and let her know like you have a table that's been waiting on you like that that's not how restaurants work like if someone's like not there like you give that table to another server like you don't just wait for somebody to come into right that's just really weird but fine whatever
1: well this specific table was requesting rachel
0: oh they were oh i missed that uh, okay well the table oh, I is the sense. table
1: is santana and uh and elliot wait what did i miss that no, yeah, no. The table that that is requesting her is Santana and Elliot, and that's why he calls them over to to be there, right? Isn't that what
0: was going on? Mm, I thought I thought that she was just late. There was a table that was requesting her to sing for her for for them for her for a girl's birthday, but she gets called over because she sees them. I I mean, I, I don't know. I would oh, to pull up the That could be yet.
1: it. I I thought it was like some weird like Santana being on some like one of her usual antics and like having Elliot come. And like, I felt like he was the customer and Santana was just sitting with him. And uh, Rachel was like, supposed to take that table or something like that. But then I think what you're saying makes a little bit more sense because then eventually the boss is going to come over and say that there's a table that's waiting for her. So then I don't know. I, I In my head, as I was watching it, I was like, well, she's just got a couple tables that she's supposed to be attending to, but maybe what you're saying makes more sense as well. It was, it wasn't. So uh, it's super clear.
0: Yeah. I think – I'm watching it now. I think she was on her way to the table and then sees the two of them sitting together. She's like, what the fuck is going on here? Okay. So. Yeah,
1: because she, like, stops down at that table. I was like, I, okay, I guess that's her table.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, but it it is kind of confusing because uh, Santana is off-duty right now. I guess she's, like, on a break or she's done with her shift or something. Like, she's not working. Right. Which is why she's able to sit. But uh, the boss is gonna come over again and be like, "Look, like this woman, she's been coming here for years. She wants you to sing her bir- uh, a song for her birthday." And Rachel's like, "What? Happy birthday?" She's like, "No. Like her name is Gloria, so you can guess what song she requested." And she's gonna take this as an opportunity to compete with Santana once again, um, to see uh, to for Elliot's opinion about who's better. Of course, Santana's gonna jump in and you know ha- is not gonna miss the opportunity to wipe the floor with Rachel, vocally speaking. So they're gonna go into this. Well, it's not really a duet because Elliot's there as well, but they're going to sing Gloria together. <laughs> I don't know why mm-hmm. the fuck Elliot's singing. He's not getting paid for this shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, yeah, they, they call him up. They're like, you have to tell us who's better, but you have to sing with us as well, uh, which good thing they do because the three of them on this number absolutely smash it it's just uh, it's such uh, such a good time with the three of them and it's another one that kind of seems shoehorned in there like this has absolutely nothing to do with anything I mean it's furthering the feud between the two of them because they really make it a very quick like oh we're gonna like sing off against each other and during the song you know there's kind of like a little bit of a battle element to it as uh, the two of them up on stage are kind of singing like like back and forth and then they get kind of into the uh, the seating yeah, area and riffs Rachel and
0: runs and
1: Rachel takes like Starchild onto you know on her own and like the two of them are singing together and then Santana's getting annoyed and you know kind of uh, like I said kind of has that battlefield to it um, and it's just it turns out to be one of like the best New York City performances that I think uh, is done around this time so it's uh, the three of them together man so good
0: yeah uh, it's uh it's good it's it's very over the top but that's part of what makes it good. I love just how catty they're being with one another. Um, to the point where Elliot's gonna leave throughout the performance game, but like he's just gonna go back and sit with Kirk because he's like, This is ridiculous. Once the song is over, they both come up to him like, okay, so who is better? He's like, You're both pretty. I'm not choosing size. And first like, I'm not I'm just not gonna deal with this anymore. Unless you guys can figure out your shit, I'm out of the band. That's it. Like, so Santana, like you know, you can you can stay away from me. Uh, you know, find... Uh, Another uh, partner to rehearse with or whatever and Rachel like you can still be my roommate But like I'm not doing your dry cleaning anymore. I'm not doing any of that shit. So Elliot wants no parts ma'am No, ma'am, Pam
1: and who could blame him? Uh, he was like thrust into this group of people that, and like he knew that he was getting himself into like this band. It's not like he, you know, si- it was like f- signed up against his will, but he had no idea like the uh, the relationships that the prior like drama that was coming into any of this. So, I mean, I don't think he had any reason to. He came in and all of them were friends. They were all having a good time together, living, uh, you know, in the same apartment and everything was going well. Obviously, things shifted a little bit once Santana decided that she was going out for that role. And, you know, the rest is history from there. But he had no idea what he was getting himself into and yeah as he says to kurt he's like you may be used to this but i'm not so uh no thank you uh if this is what's involved here then uh
0: i'll see you guys later i'm out of here hoes i'm out of here i wonder what part of the city elliot lives in i guess it has to be somewhere close by right
1: i don't think so i feel like they uh i f- i don't i can't even remember what i'm thinking about i feel like when they tell him that they're in brooklyn he's like oh okay I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, because he said it took took him a long time to find a good apartment, but he never said where. We know Danny lives in Manhattan, though, so good for her. She must got money, boo, because they were able to walk from uh, from the Spotlight Diner to her place, so she must live somewhere in Manhattan. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Back at the school, uh, Sam and Tina are trying to profusely apologize to Blaine, who's just not having any of it. He's like, I can't even look at either of you. That's how grossed out I am. They're like, we owe you an apology. We're sorry. He's like, yes, yes, you do. The whole point of this lock-in was for the three of us to have fun together. Instead, the two of you run off and make it about yourselves with your uh, making out and your gross boob talk. Uh, (laughs) Sam's face is just like incredulous this entire time. Tina's like, I'm sorry. Sam and I just needed to get it out of our system. Um, Sam's like, yeah, we we tried uh, making out and it was hot and everything, but we decided that we both don't want to be a couple. Exactly. We just needed to explore the possibility. Now it's 100% over. It was just a silly senior flame. That's right. We, now I'm fine. I'm back to uh, not finding Tina attractive anymore. So look, Tina and I, we just we, we want to be a trio again, the three of us. Uh, why don't we just hang out tonight? No Twister. No Becky. No making out. None of that. our Blaine's like no? We tried. I turned down bowling with uh, bumper bowling with Kitty and Ar- Artie. What is bumper bowling? Uh,
1: bowling with the bumpers. Don't out? know. I guess so. I, uh, <laughs> I I don't know what else bumper bowling would mean.
0: That's so stupid.
1: <laughs> like, it's not bumper cars. Uh, it's just bowling with bumpers, I guess. I don't know. I guess it's just a specific activity
0: where you go out of your way to
1: make sure you can bowl with the bumpers up.
0: <laughs> uh, but he's, he's not he's not about it. Like He obviously loves bumper bowling because he's pissed off. He's like, I turned it down with them only for you guys to be making out. You guys have ruined this trio. It's, it's over and done. It's over and done. I mean, I would have always picked... On. Sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, I would have always picked going bumper bowling with Artie and Kitty over uh, the the sneaking into the school. I think I just would have been afraid to sneak into the school. I think anybody reasonably should have been. Like, there's security at the school. You're going to get in trouble, and uh, you're about to graduate. And it's not worth risking that to sneak into the school.
0: So, story. So, um... Oh, no. i told you guys about... Well, I've told you before about how I didn't get a chance to go to the high school that i was going to go to because they closed it down because of asbestos and all that bullshit but it really was just a big-ass ploy to sell it to the upmc for money for the school district yada 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 anyway the high school that i was going to go to was called shenley high school it's the most beautiful building ever like all of my aunts and uncles and my dad went there when they were kids like i was just so happy to go there never got a chance to go there but they cl- they closed it down right so it had been closed for a number of years um i think it was like my senior year i had a friend who did get to like he was he was in a class above me so he did get a chance to actually go to the school before they shut it down and he also was like just a big fan of the building which is like just this beautiful building he was like obsessed with it and so he was like i found out how to get in so we drove up to the school one day and he like got a stick a thin stick and he was able to like stick it under the door and like unlatch the lock and so he's like okay you guys like because it was me and another friend of mine who was like, You guys need to be really careful. There are motion sensors everywhere. So like as soon as you walk in, stand against the wall. I will go over and press the button for the elevator. And as soon as the, it, it, as soon as it appears, you need to run as quickly as possible into the elevator. It was like a fucking spy movie. <laughs> like it was crazy. So we go in, we're standing against the wall. We go inside the elevator. We're up, like, like, don't even say anything. We just need to make sure that like no one's here because there might be people working on the building, so just keep your mouth shut. So we're as silent as possible. We go up to like the first floor, it's like something out of a movie. It's like, there's like just dust everywhere. Like everything is in disarray because it's been uninhabited for a couple of years. But it's just like the be- it's just like beautiful hallways, high ceilings, everything. Like I was like, how could I not have gone to school here? So we go in. He's like, we're going to go to the auditorium so you guys can see that. And so we're about to like, as soon as we get to the, the doors for the auditorium, I guess one of us set off one of the alarms. We, like, we touched something because the entire school just goes up with, like, alarm systems going off everywhere. It was the loudest thing I ever heard in my life. He's like, okay, that's it. <laughs> He's like, follow me, and we start running down these fucking steps. I have flip-flops one of the time, so I'm, like, falling down the fucking steps, fear for my life. I think I'm about to get arrested. I'm like, I've never trespassed before. I've never broken the law. This is horrible. I just got into college too. I must to get my my ad- admittance revoked. <laughs> like it was horrible. But we make it back to the parking lot. We hop in that car and we drive so fucking fast. When I tell you, I felt like I was in the middle of a fucking like mission impossible movie, That's what it felt like. It was crazy. So what I have, that's just a pretty much a long way of me saying, I would have definitely snuck into the school with uh, Blaine, Sam, and Tina, but I would have been a nervous wreck the entire time given that experience, but it was, it was simultaneous it's like the scariest, but like the most exciting thing that I had done that summer. It was so fucking fun.
1: That sounds like a lot of fun. And I think I would have definitely enjoyed the memory, like looking back on it. I don't know. I, I, I think it depends on the moment. Like I say now that I, I, I wouldn't have done it. But I think at the time, like you kind of like, especially if you go to the school or whatever it is that you're sneaking into, like you feel like you have a right to be there. You're like, you know, I'm a student here. Like I don't not belong here at all. I just don't belong here right now. Um, and plus, like those schools really don't do a very good job. At, like, Or at least back then, I remember like doors were always opened. Like there was always a way in. Like, I have very distinct memories of, like, yeah. both, both a high school that I went to and then a high school that I didn't go to that I often went to. Like, I, we had friends there that we were, like, like were there every once in a while, whatever it was. Um, I remember, like, being around both schools at times that we probably should not have been. And, like, you always know where the doors are that are open. And, uh, you know, if there's, like, two security guards that are walking around, like, whatever, they're not, you know, guaranteed to see you. And not that we were doing anything bad. It was just I don't even know. Um, but, yeah, so uh, that sounds like fun. Glad you, glad you had a good time.
0: It was so fucking stupid, that Like we start running, we hop in that car. Like I have never like like been in a car like drove so fast in all my life. We drove like like three blocks away to like the uh, the public library, and we like got out of the car. It was like something out of a movie. It was like you know after the crime spree, and you like meet up at the rendezvous point, like and you could still oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hear the alarms like three blocks away. We were like, how the fuck did we escape that? And then we so, we drove by it like maybe twenty minutes later, and there were cops at the door. I was like, holy shit, we really and i'm pretty much admitting to it now so like if you you are are in pittsburgh and you got called to shenley high school on like the 31st of august back in 2012 it was because of me my bad (laughs) but yeah it was a lot of fun
1: i'm glad glad you had a good time i uh
0: (laughs) i just i've forgotten about it until now it was so fun so stupid but so fun Anyway, uh, back in NYC, the NY3 are still at odds. They're all sitting in the apartment. Rachel is back in there. She's like, there is no point in trying to broker the peace, Kurt. I am not interested. Um, Neither is Santana. Although, if you can clear out some space for us here, I would be happy to settle this Lima Heights style. Two men enter, one man leaves. Kurt's like, look, I'm going to give you guys another chance to put the stupidity aside and act like adults. Uh, and Rachel's, like, offended. She's like, okay, my feelings are my feelings, Kurt, and they're not gonna change, even if Santana admits that she was wrong. You broke this. And I'm, and Santana's like, I, you were, like, literally the most selfish bitch that I have ever met. I didn't break anything. Kurt's like, guys, we promised each other that we were gonna be in this together for two years, and you guys haven't even lasted two months, which seems kind of, is that how long she's really been there? It seems like she's been there for a lot longer, but fine. And she's like, you guys even, like, you guys even got Elliot to like wanna leave the band. Like what like look at what you were doing. You're like you're ripping everything apart. Um and she's like it's not about the band, Kurt. Like Santa Tana and I are both professionals. Like we'd still be a part of the the bland. Uh the the, the bland. The band. <laughs> um and, and Santana's like, Jade. yeah, even Blink 182. They uh, <laughs> they you know they hated each other and still found a way to make the band work. Um but she but Kurt's like, you know what? No. Pamela Lansbury's dead. Both of you are out me danny and elliot are gonna uh become a trio and you guys can figure out your bullshit on your own time um and Santana's like wait even my own girlfriend is going to like be a part of this band without me and he's like yes because your girlfriend wants to have a good time and be able to sing and she knows it's not, that's not going to be possible with you and San- uh, you and uh rachel going at odds with one another like it's just not going to work um, and anyway, we have our first gig tonight, and I was really hoping that the both of you could put your shit together to, aside so that you could support us. Or Rachel's like, yeah, I'm not going to miss it for the world. You know, I'll be there, and Santana obviously is going to be there as well. Like, they're not going to miss it. Um, we're going to cut right to the performance uh, that night. Uh, Wait, but I just Rachel... need to—I
1: just need to—to to question something here. Kurt yeah, sure. already had the uh the the gig booked like he was kicking them out of the band before like what if they resolved something here because they're talking about like, like it seemed like they were all there together to kind of get back on the same page but that doesn't happen obviously so I guess Kurt is like correct in what he ended up doing by going forward and just booking a gig anyway but like what if they had kind of come to an agreement and I don't know uh then still he was gonna tell them so by the way glad we're all friends again but we kicked you out of the band and we're performing without you later
0: yeah, I mean, he uh, it, it to me like he definitely had this planned. Like, they probably weren't even showing up to rehearsals anyway. Like, Rachel's busy with Funny Girl, um, and now Santana is. They probably have alternating uh, schedules, so they have a lot of the same schedules because they have to be there. You know, for if, if anything changes with the show, they both have to be present to learn what's going on so they probably yeah. weren't even going so Kurt was probably like you know what fuck it like yeah they were probably rehearsing together just the three
1: of them for a while anyway like you said so yeah uh, not surprised that they have like numbers prepared and everything like that so yeah we, uh, who needs them we'll do a show without them and uh, I mean I, I don't know I'm, I'm just a little surprised not only that he did that but also that like Rachel is immediately like yes absolutely Kurt I will be there for you like she was hurt and betrayed by him five minutes ago and now she's like of course I would do anything sup- to support my friend <laughs> like, okay I guess we're friends again I don't know it's just a little like she's using it as like like a
0: combatant she's like i'm still a good person like look at me being a good person even though like and i think also i think of it a lot of it has to do with the fact that like she knows that kurt really didn't do anything wrong here like you were the one that decided to move out and you wanted kurt to like gang up on santana with you and why does he need to do that like you like i feel like that she knows like deep down like kurt is has no stakes here. Like, he's friends with the both of you, and he's not about to just be like, fuck you, Santana. Like, get out of our apartment. Like, so that was you. That was all you, Rachel. And nobody told you you had to yeah. leave. Right, well,
1: Blink-182 can do it. We, uh, we can do it, right? That's mm-hmm. uh, the attitude.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they're, uh, they're going to go to the performance. Rachel gets there first. Santana comes later on, and Rachel's like, look, like, for the sake of our friends, how about we just decide to, like, you know, Put this shit aside so that we can, you know, sit here and have a good time at the performance. I don't want to like have to have a cat fight with you. And Santana's like, yeah, you'd lose anyway. I'd win, so <laughs> um, sure we can have like a, a truce, but just for tonight and only because I don't want to get your blood all over my outfit. So Kurt's gonna step up to the mic. So it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty decent crowd. He's like, hi, my name is Kurt. I know most of you are excited to see Pamela Lansbury perform tonight, but unfortunately I have some sad news. Pamela Lansbury says fini. And the a woman that's like, what?
1: So maybe that maybe he had the thing booked for Pamela Lansbury and then changed it at the last second. I'm confused.
0: Or no, he just he'd always had planned. And this is like the first time that he cha- he got a chance to like tell everybody in public, you know, I guess. So maybe he like made the plan that morning, but they were still advertising Pamela Lansbury there. That day. it's not like I mean, it's not like they changed the name or they did. Oh, they did. Yeah, they, change did. The name. they did. Oh, yeah, they changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, somebody somebody was pissed off because there was a woman in the audience that was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> oh, Pamela Lansbury? But Kurt's like, yeah, but do not worry because rising from the ashes like a phoenix, I give you New York's new singing thruple, One Tree Hill. There's a bunch of applause. Santana and Rachel kind of look guilty just sitting there. Uh, Kurt's like, thank you. Uh, you know, a year ago, had someone asked me if I thought I'd ever be a part of a singing trio, I would have said absolutely. Maybe not this combination exactly, as amazing as they are. A <laughs> the guy's like, "Shut up and sing!" But I guess it's like what they say: life is one long and windy road, and you're never sure what might happen. Speaking of which, and they're going to go into happening. the Supremes, the happening. They sound really good.
1: Uh, 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 like this is another song that I do not know from uh, a Hole in the Wall. Do you? Well, uh, the Supremes. I feel like you've uh, talked about them before.
0: Mm-hmm. I grew up with a little Supremes music So I was, I was aware of this song I didn't really know it that well But I'd heard it before
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a song I know strictly from Glee um, And it's, you know I, I hope the uh, Supremes version is just as good Because uh, Adam Lambert, Demi Lovato Together on a song Even with Chris Colfer there as well is uh, <laughs> It works for me <laughs> Yeah, honestly, this whole scene and everything that's happening here feels to me like everything in this episode, the past two episodes, feels like the writers putting together this story to tell Leah and Naya at the time to like settle their shit. Because obviously there was so much drama going on um, and like they turned it into like making it on the show and like, it, like this well, whole I thing. Think they, like,
0: I think that they were using it against them. I think I mean, Ryan Murphy, he literally said it in an interview, he was like. Something along the lines of, like, yeah, like, there were, like, I'd heard stories about things that were going on on set, and we were like, well, we kind of, like, let's see what could happen with these characters if we entered that into the... Into the into the script, and I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that's not going to help anything. (laughs) Like, yeah, it just it just feels more
1: awkward to me. Like, imagine the day of filming when like that turns into like you know real life turns into like what they're acting out. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it was easy for them to get into the character that day, but like, still feels a little strange. Um, but whatever. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Demi in this performance is uh incredible. It's going to be Danny's last number. It's Danny's last episode. Uh, ever. You know, she uh, popped in for three episodes here. Uh, Not a whole lot happened. Happening. Yeah, just just to uh, get her in a couple of songs where she was really good, uh, both, you know, in Roar and then back in uh, Here Comes the Sun, of course, a very good number with her and Naya. And then here uh, getting in a final number. No- well, no, she was in one more. She was in the uh, the one that was in Kurt's head, the dream sequence one. But uh, this one is uh, it's just a really cute number. Nothing, uh, n- you know, nothing uh, top tenagly or anything like that, but still uh, really good. She's uh, glad she was on the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's underutilized. Really underutilized. But yeah, it sure. must have
1: been like they agreed to, you know, have like she, I guess, agreed to come on the show, but like didn't have unlimited time to be there in the way that like Gwyneth Paltrow or uh you know Qu- uh, Kristen Chenoweth were able to when they had their guest spots, or even Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert's like you know all in and he's like in scenes and his character is actually a part of the storyline, but uh Danny is just really supporting and just here for a couple songs.
0: Well, c'est la vie, Demi. It was nice knowing you back at the apartment uh rachel is there yet again i guess she just can't stay away um <laughs> she is all up in santana's drawer and Santana's gonna catch her like what are you doing in my bra drawer you lazy <laughs> and she's like well before you turned it into like this fucking stripper wardrobe uh it was my scented candle drawer elliot's lovely but he seems to only know how to cook with cumin and curry Uh, and Santana's like, okay, can we just talk about for a second that you have an entire drawer dedicated to scented candles? Uh, she's like, maybe another time. But she's gonna let Santana, like, before, you know, I didn't really think about it before, but I was kind of alone here with, like, no girlfriends in New York City, and now I'm realizing that you were my only one. And Santana hits her right back, like, well, maybe you should do something about this horrible personality disorder that you have, then. (laughs) <laughs> She's like, well, I don't see you rolling around the town with your gal pals getting cocktails. She's like, you're right. You know, I Brittany, I did have Brittany in high school, but that doesn't really count. And I don't even really think about calling Quinn. So that doesn't really count either. It does kind of suck that we spent so much time in high school, like fighting and, you know, going after boys and shit in solos that we could have had a little bit more time. Kurt and Elliot are great, but it's nice having someone who really gets it. Uh, and Santana kind of considers this a little bit. But Rachel just needs to know, like, I don't understand. Like, why my part? Why my understudy? And she's like, there was an opportunity, Rachel. And I took it. You would have done the same thing. And then you would have, like, taken down whoever was in your way. And Rachel knows that. They're going to be interrupted by uh, One Tree Hill, uh, cursed in shock. Because he's like, wow, the two of you are in the same room. And there's, like, no, no punches being thrown, no hair being pulled. And Rachel's like, I'm just leaving. It's fine. I have to go to rehearsal. And Danny's like, You should stay though, Santana, like it'll make me feel less guilty about Kirk kicking you out of the band. But she's like, No, I have to go to work. But Elliot's like, We would love to have you guys back in the band at any point if you guys are able to settle your stuff and we can just, you know, have a good time and I'll cook curry. <laughs> Rachel's like, No, I'm sorry, I have to go. And Santana leaves right after. Yeah.
1: So we're we're really just at the point where it's like we're going to let, you know, we have the ability to make these two characters, Rachel and Santana, either fight or be friends whenever we decide that we want them to do either one. Uh, whenever it's convenient, they're going to do this. Whenever it's, you know, convenient, they're going to do that. So, uh, you know, they they had their fight. They gave us a really compelling episode with the frenemies. And now it's like, you know, they didn't want it to last forever, obviously. So they they just wrapped it up real quick by, you know, bringing them back together here. And, you know, I mean, it's it's true that they both didn't have a whole lot of other friends i don't know that it's like you know i I don't buy it as much as they're trying to sell it to me uh i think you know we're really led to believe that the glee club both generations of it like the last one and this one like they're all really like all each other had we don't really ever see Mm -hmm. you know any of them interacting with friends outside of the glee club and obviously that's because you know then you would have to introduce outside characters and if you were going to have outside characters you might as well have them singing and dancing with the new directions but Uh, you know, the point is they're trying to just make it seem like, you know, they really have depended on each other before. And uh, this stupid fight is, you know, uh, not going to last forever. So whatever. Uh, You know, I'm much happier when the three of them are on the same page and and all friendly. But uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're going to end off with them for now. And uh, again, goodbye, Danny. Uh, finally getting some lines in here uh, just uh, just a, a final scene uh, with Santana before the uh, the girlfriend that she had for
0: a couple of weeks is going to vanish vanish from all eternity like yeah like it's it's kind of crazy how that actually happens with her because well we'll get to it when we get to it it's, it's coming like like two episodes <laughs> but um yeah back at McKinley Blaine is going to apologize to Sam and Tina for freaking out. He's like, "Look, I I'm sorry. I just I just really wanted us to have a moment with just the three of us and we all like had like ideas of what the senior year was going to be for us and it's just been really weird and really hard and I just wanted one little moment together and I think just like seeing two people that I never thought would be kissing, kissing just sort of like took me out of my element for a second. But I realized that I may have overreacted. And so I apologize, guys. Like, I want us to be friends again. Like, I'm. it's it's all good. Uh, Artie's going to come in. He's going to call them menage gross. <laughs> Rightfully so. Like, drag them, Artie. And Sam was like, oh, we were just, you know, about to plan some more senior stuff if you wanted to be involved. And he's like, no, I don't want to break up your little power trio that you guys got going on. So already's pissed. Uh, the the Sam and uh, Tina actually talk about how it's going to be so strange once they leave because there's only going to be like three people in Glee Club now, and uh, which is kind of true. I mean, who's left? You got Jarly, Kitty. There would be five. There would be five. I mean, Rider, unless Ryder
1: actually does end up quitting.
0: Yeah, he was. A, he's a. Yeah, what the fuck happened with that? He was supposed to be gone.
1: Yeah, I feel like we didn't talk about it much uh, at the time, but like we really have wrapped up the storylines for those five. I mean, um, I think everybody's kind of picked up on where the season is heading after this, you know, kind of more focused in one area than than another. And uh, the the five of them kind of are, are really slowing down here. Uh, we're, we're kind of losing them in the plot. Everything is being focused around the seniors that are graduating, around everybody in New York. And uh, the other, you know, Jake and Marley and Ryder and Kitty and Unique, like they're still there. But at the moment, it's, uh, we're just not paying attention much to them.
0: Yeah, they're really not. This, I mean, f- they were so heavily promoted in all of the promotional materials for the season, too. Like, I remember all the posters coming out for the fifth season of Glee. Like, Kitty and, and Ryder and Jake and Marley were everywhere, and they are, like, barely in this season. Like, obviously, in the first two episodes where it's, you know, the Beatles and everything, they're there, but, like, aside from the whole Brie plotline, there really isn't much going on with them. Like, Ryder gets, like, nothing in this season.
1: Yeah, Unique gets her own stuff. Kitty's linked up with Artie, but other than that, you know, they were going in uh, a little bit of a different direction, so they just didn't give them much time uh, at this time. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this scene is, uh, you know, uh, Blaine says he's retiring the cape. And yeah, it's uh, there's going to be three kids left. Uh, not sure about that, but it is a nice moment, I guess, of reflection as uh, we are truly at the end for the final members of the New Directions that we started with. Like, you know, Sam and Blaine, that's not necessarily true because, you know, Sam and Blaine were both picked up along the way uh, when we got to season two, but it still feels like they were there from the beginning and especially Tina and Artie were there from the beginning so i'm glad that once we're you know now that we're getting right down to the end of uh, end of the line here uh, towards graduation that we're really giving those guys their shine and uh time to you know just uh give like a proper goodbye and uh reflect on their own feelings as they all head off on their own because they've obviously grown really really close over time and uh it's uh, sad to say goodbye
0: so sad to say goodbye uh mr shoe's gonna answer. the rest of the kids are gonna enter and he's gonna give them one last rousing speech about how they're ready for nationals and everything. And they need to make sure they don't forget their sunblock because this time next week, they're all going to be in Sunday, Los Angeles competing to defend their uh, national championship crown. And uh, Sam and Blaine are going to get up and be like, look, we just wanted to just have one last performance to seniors to just, you know, leave behind a legacy for the kids and everything for the kids for, (laughs) for the underclassmen. Um, And, you know, just say goodbye to Glee club, essentially. Um, and they are gonna get Artie in on it. They're like, "Look, like we fucked up. We're sorry. Like we want Artie to become a part of this trio to make it a quartet, which is twenty five percent more powerful. We we're just slow on the math." I guess that was all Artie needed because he went from being pissed to be like, "Okay, yeah, fine." Uh, and then we go into He performance looks at Will of... and he
1: like pats him. He's like, "Told you."
0: We'll <laughs> going this performance of "Hold On." We're gonna get the uh, seniors singing on stage as the underclassmen look on. You got uh, Santana, I guess, when a break at work, singing to an alcoholic. Uh, you got Rachel at rehearsal. And you got uh, One Tree Hill. Uh, I guess this is the song that they were talking about performing as a trio.
1: Do you remember when we talked about this song a couple seasons back?
0: No, I don't remember.
1: What did we say? I referenced this song and I said, yeah, it comes later in the series in season five. And you were like, I really don't remember that song at all. And this is the song... That uh, I was talking about all the way back then I was uh, referencing this. I don't remember the context of what we were talking about, but uh, it came up and you didn't remember it. So I imagine that when you watched it in this episode, uh, it seemed a little fresh to you if you weren't really aware of it. Oh, it it definitely did. It definitely
0: did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because uh, I, I this is this is a song that I've always really enjoyed. This is a number that is uh, I, I like when they blend New York together with the New Directions, and you know by not having everybody in the New Directions involved, it really felt like there was room for more voices, and that's exactly what we get. We get a lot of uh, One Tree Hill back at the at the apartment, and a lot of Demi Lovato. You know the last. Time that we're gonna have her sing. Every time I say goodbye to her, she she appears again. I said goodbye to her three times by now, and she's still here. Uh, she she gets a lot of stuff in here. Uh, both uh, Rachel and Santana getting some lines in this song, and it's just everybody getting like some beautiful notes in this, and it's just. We'll pass you and they're just so cute and every, it's so it's so wholesome I, I don't know i just really really uh hold on to this performance of uh hold on and the the seniors up on stage i really enjoy this the background uh on on the new directions like on the auditorium stage with the waving uh curtains it's just all so cute and then but that's uh also going to highlight the fact that all of the other kids are just sitting in the audience watching because nobody cares about them anymore oops
0: mm-hmm. but it's really good it is good. I like it. It's it's a little cute. It's a little cute, cute. Mr. Shu is at home packing for Los Angeles. And Emma's going to come in and say, I don't think that I sh- I'm going to go with you guys. And he's like, you better be going with us. Like, you're our good luck charm. Plus, you don't want to miss out on, like, prime time baby making time. Whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> Basically, we need to fuck when we're in Los Angeles. And she's like, well, you don't need to miss out on it if it's already happened. And he's like, wait, what? And she's like, I'm preggers, honey. I got it. Like, I got the baby. We got a little life growing inside of me. And Mr. Shoe is just so happy. But he's like, wait a second. Are you actually pregnant? Because the last time somebody told me I was pregnant, like, it didn't turn out too well. It was really, really bad. And she's like, no, the doctor confirmed. I am with child. I'm going to have your baby. We're going to be a family. We're going to be a trio. <laughs>
1: Yes. Uh, Finally pregnant. They uh, they did it. The advice worked. They were relaxed enough that I guess they were able to uh, They painted enough. Watched enough movies. Exactly. They uh, they did all the all the uh, internal therapy that was needed to get them to a nice, relaxed, comfortable place. And uh, I mean, Emma's so relaxed that when she comes to deliver the news to him, it's like she can barely, you know, even smile. She like I don't know why she can't
0: come to the fucking uh, nationals like you just got pregnant, girl. It's not like you're like nine months yeah i don't know is there like
1: is there any kind of like risk flying when it first happens or anything i have no, no idea um not but, at all i don't know I, I have no idea um but yeah she's uh but that's just her dramatic way of saying that like yeah no i uh i i'm just gonna sit here and keep everything as calm as possible
0: yeah or the writers being like jayma may is just not going to be in the next episode so don't even ask
1: <laughs> well yeah this is uh this is emma and coach b's last episode of the season it is that Emma is... was in exactly one episode this season, right? No, she was in a couple. Oh, no, she no, 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 no. She might've been, she was in the quarterback. She might've been in the earlier episodes, but, uh, just, you know, not a whole lot, but yeah, this is, uh, going to be the last time we see her and Shannon beast for this season, but we'll see them
0: again next season. We will see them again. Yeah. But all righty, then uh, that is going to wrap up this episode recap portion, at least. On to everyone's favorite part. Favorite songs. Jumpin' Jumpin'. Blaine, Sam, and Tina. Barracuda. Elliot and Rachel. Don't You Forget About Me. Blaine, Sam, and Tina once again. Danny's Song. Emma and Will. Gloria. Elliot, Rachel, and Santana. The Happening. One Tree Hill. Hold On. Santana, Rachel, One Tree Hill, and New Directions Seniors. I believe my favorite song, hmm, it's between Gloria and Jumpin' Jumpin'. And I kind of fucks with Don't Forget About Me either, or two, rather. Hmm. I am going to go for Gloria. I just love the overly dramatic competition nature of it. I think it's just really funny and stupid. They're standing up on tables and doing all sorts of like unnecessary runs and shit. It's just, it's fun. I like that number.
1: Yeah, um, those are the two that I am uh, down to as well. But instead of picking, I am not picking. I'm I'm picking them both for this episode. I can't pick. Um, both of those are really really good, and it's one from each trio essentially i mean i think that kurt is uh really part of that trio in new york city but elliot's kind of his stand in here as uh he's uh, kurt decided he's not participating in anything uh and they pull elliot in to to be the replacement to you know kind of break things up between the two of them in, in this episode which is a good thing because we get this amazing number in gloria out of it um and the the trio over in ohio does amazing things with the jump and jump midnight it's nothing you know out of this world spectacular but it's really just a, a fun number uh to start things off yeah, with. yeah it's and an
0: they, unexpected number
1: yeah that's uh for sure um i it killed me so much to not put hold on in there because um as i was saying you know i, I was talking about it seasons ago this is one that i really really enjoy um and i come back to watch this very often but um i i Don't know if it's like so strong that I have to pick three. So I'll go with just two, uh, just, just two. And uh, I'll just, just know that I love hold on. And I'm sure it'll make my top 20 when the time comes. I think, I don't know. I don't know. I love it. Uh, A lot of good music in this episode from every, every single number. They're all good. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Slushy ratings. This episode's fine for me. I don't really, I'm not like jazzed about it or anything. I think I'm just gonna go ahead and give this one slushy. Like it's, it's fine. There really isn't anything negative about it. But I'm like just like it's it's a bit of a filler episode that like I don't really care too much about. Yeah, that's kind of all I got for it. Like it's fine. It's just fine for me. It's fine.
1: I um I really enjoyed this episode and uh, this did give me a lot of times throughout the episode that I was sitting there feeling like it could have been a zero slushy. Um, but I just am trying to you know as as I mentioned at the top, I'm like the the ratings have been so good i'm like trying to make sure that if i give out a zero slushy it's for a very good reason um and i have already given out a couple in this season i'm sure there's still going to be one or two more uh coming up so um this one i think i can i can give mm-hmm. a half a slushy and uh feel good about because i really enjoy it i really enjoy the songs i really enjoy the way that they split things up by having the focus be on the 3 at McKinley that you know we're kind of invested in i guess more uh so just because of the fact that they're seniors and they're you know have grown together so much uh, this group with Tina, Blaine and Sam. and then over in New York, we're kind of just continuing things further with uh, the the NY three and of course with the uh, two additional guest stars that are still hanging around. So just so many good numbers uh, that bring this episode uh, to to a really good place for me. So yeah, um I'll I'll keep it right at the edge of uh, of being perfect with that uh, half slushy.
0: All right. And gold star. Nobody in New York is in contention for me. Like, they were all fine. Nobody really stood out. I have one in contention from New York. Okay, you go ahead, because I really have no idea, actually.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm down between two options. I've got one from New York, and I've got one from Ohio, uh, those being Tina and Kurt. Um, Kurt, I was considering because uh, he really has, like, he he's not had his shine this season very much, um, and he's been kind of like the cooler head that's been prevailing uh, while everything's been happening in New York between Rachel and Santana. Like, he's been trying to keep everything together, and while the two of them have had their issues and are off, you know, fighting here and there, it's uh, him keeping the band together, keeping, uh you know, and he ended up with like, a pretty good uh, crowd for that show, and they had a good number there, so things have been going pretty well for Kurt. Uh, he's just kind of flying under the radar, but still doing good things. Um, but then over in New York, uh, I mean, over in Ohio, we have Tina, who I think was uh, a shining star for me this episode. She made me laugh. She made me smile. The crying, the acting from Jenna Ushkowitz in this episode was all uh, top notch. Really enjoyed all of it. And the fact that she was able to, uh, like, be Tina in a way that was, like, endearing and not the Tina that you're like, okay, you need to relax. You're you're really annoying me. Uh, she, like I said, she kind of, like, represented that, like senior really sad to leave their friends but still like you know showing how much she loves them they had a couple of good numbers there I I definitely enjoyed of course jumping jumping but also don't you forget about me so as a whole from that storyline I think Tina stood out the most to me and uh, to get to my answer I think I'm going to give it to Tina Uh, I think Kurt is going to have more opportunities and sometimes when we get down to that battle of like can't really decide which one gets the edge uh, we we do often return to that argument of like who going to have more chances in the future and i feel like tina is not going to have as many as kurt will so i will give it to tina here
0: okay fair this was the episode that i was talking about when i thought that i was going to give a star to becky for whatever reason in my memory i thought that becky was just a little bit more involved in this episode because i remember the twister scene i remember her busting sam tina and blaine but she's really not that present but that doesn't really mean that i don't have to give it to her i I give it to characters for a variety of reasons so do i still want to do that because i, yeah, I had her s- on my page as well because i figured this had to be the episode you were talking about i'm giving it to becky i said that i was going to do it i'm going to stick to my word i thought that she was a little bit more involved but she was funny in this episode <laughs> i love the fact that she busted them and like forced them to drink energy drinks and it led to it led to uh sam and tina making out like she's a horrible influence but in the best way possible so i'm giving mine to the unruly incorrigible inconsolable becky jackson (laughs)
1: Yeah, we got to shine some light on her as well. I mean, as mentioned, they have been focusing a lot on these seniors as they get towards graduation. And Becky is another one who has been there for, with us for a while, uh, pretty much since the exact same time that Sam and Blaine arrived on the scene is when we first met Becky. So uh, we've been following her just as much throughout her uh, high school career. So it makes sense that we're following her as she gets ready to graduate. So, yep. Sounds good to me.
0: All righty then. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of The Choir Room. Make sure that you're following us at Choir Room Pod on Twitter. You can follow us individually. I'm Adamon Adwin. Matt's at Matt Liguori. Uh, Leave us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts. We'll read them aloud on the show. Anything else, Matt?
1: That's it. I'm trying to look really quickly because I forgot what episode is up next. It is City of Angels. Of course, I... I, Dumb. Uh, Nationals is up next. uh, So that's exciting to finally get to Nationals. We've been talking about it for a while. Uh, You know, each season usually ends with that last competition and graduation. So it's uh, finally time to get closer to that by taking that step over to... uh nationals in la so i'm really excited to get to that and uh see how the new directions fare there and uh see you know the last performance that a lot of these seniors are gonna have so uh should be a good time of it. really excited
0: yep 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 yep. well i guess this actually has some weight when i'm saying it now until next time we will see you at nationals baby peace